0: Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's take a walk. Welcome to two redheads walk into a podcast. I'm Lori.
1: And I'm Dallas. On this week's episode, we're celebrating another small business. The hook and needle. As we spin a yarn with the owners, Rachel Leanne and Kelly Johnson on hobbies. If knitting or crocheting, isn't your thing. We'll also paint a picture of unique and bizarre hobbies. They can help boost your mood and relax your mind.
0: Step right up, because here we go.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. Or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Lori, what a week. It is You could say that again So hot up here It's crazy Don't want to do anything outside Definitely trying a few of our surviving summer tips To keep moving through this oppressive, oppressive heat Because it just makes everything so much more challenging Even my car the other day Felt like it was like Nope, nope, I don't want to go outside It was like slowing a little
0: bit I was like, nope, it's too hot Yeah, I feel it We've been in the 90s And I've got back to school week oh, So there's a lot of running around last minute supplies last minute shoes because if you buy them a month ahead of time they're not going to outgrow them before school (laughs) starts so it's literally the day before school i'm out buying school shoes wow okay it's like 97
1: degrees that's a little crazy well at least i don't have to do that part but today's episode we are going to give people some great suggestions on hobbies things to do to take your mind off of all of the crazy you have to get through as school starts this year and kind of ease in and relax a little bit
0: after those crazy days. Yes, and I'm so so excited about the interview we have today. I I love the arts and crafts of the world. I don't do many of them myself, but I do appreciate them. And so yeah, really, yeah, yeah, (laughs) really looking forward to it. Excellent, well, let's get to the interview then.
1: Everybody, we are excited to bring you two guests today, the owners of Hook and Needle in Vancouver, Washington, Rachel Lien and Kelly Johnson. Welcome to the show today. We are so happy to have you guys here to talk about hobbies with us today. They own a store on the fiber arts. I just love saying it that way, (laughs) you know, I've always said yarn arts, but there's much more in the fiber arena Mm -hmm. that they are going to make you guys aware of today. Uh, It is a huge area of expertise and they're actually wearing a couple of their handmade items today. Yes, Yes, Rachel has a nice, (laughs) spooky, spooky cows. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice. Yeah wearing a wonderful sleeveless shirt, especially for the summer that can go into fall. I would imagine yes. you just throw a coat on it and Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely.
2: And it's wool. So it's oh, a nice material for multi-seasonal wear.
1: And I will be joining one of the classes that you guys offer to actually finally learn this after many, many, many years of my mother desperately trying and failing to teach mm.
2: me. <laughs> Sometimes you just need someone outside of the family to teach you. Yes. Like, especially a mother-daughter relationship mm-hmm. that can be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Some or people, a mother-son, because yeah. I have tried to teach my son. Yes, yes. People have come in asking about kids' classes because they're like, I've tried to teach my child and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. So, but they really mm-hmm. want to learn, right? So, we do have a kids' class, and oh, that's nice. probably something that we'll continue to offer. And it's taught not by one of us because we were like I don't know we I mean we're we can teach adults but teaching kids is totally different it is so we have an actual school teacher who is also a crocheter teaching the kids yeah and I
0: think that's so important to keep kids knowledgeable about stuff like that and sewing basic like I'm teaching my oldest to sew right now just a button hem seam just enough to get by in life yeah (laughs) because it is it's kind of like It's sliding away, it's almost like a lost art. It's important. People aren't handing it down anymore.
3: Exactly. Right, because it's so easy to just Amazon Prime a new one. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. But people still lose buttons, people still Mm -hmm, get holes and things that they wanna keep, and Mm -hmm, we need to take care of our things. Very much so. Now,
1: you guys had talked a little bit about, again, how hard it is sometimes for parents to teach their kids. Now, how did you guys learn how to do your again fiber arts
2: (laughs) a lot of people ask me if my mother taught me or my grandmother taught me Mm -hmm. and i'm and no neither one i learned from a friend when i was in college how to knit Mm -hmm. i was very interested in something she was wearing and um she told me she made it and i said i want to learn how to do that and so she invited me over to her house and she gave me the needles and the yarn and she taught me how to knit and purl and then I was making things for classmates and family members for Christmas, and okay. it just it
0: followed me through uh, school and after, and well, totally changed the trajectory of your life. I think
2: it now did. Now now I was owning. in nursing school, and wow, I, <laughs> and I did graduate from nursing school, and I was a nurse for ten years, and yeah, now it's it's totally
3: different.
1: Now
2: the store. Yeah.
1: And Kelly, what is
2: your background on this one? How
0: did you so
3: my grandmother was an avid knitter? I remember I grew up in Illinois and she lived here in Washington. And uh every year my mom would have us trace our hand on a piece of paper to get our mittens made for the year. Ah, And when I was seven, we came out here for a family reunion and my grandma's always knitting and I wanted to learn mm-hmm. and she, I made a little scarf for a beanie baby, <laughs> put it down for years, Cute. totally forgot how to do everything to do with it. And then about 10 years ago, I was like, you know, I wanna pick this up again. And mm-hmm. so I just YouTube'd a ton of videos on how to mm-hmm. knit and just kind of took off from there. Okay. okay. Now, do you have that little beanie baby scarf, like framed in your shop? No, I don't know where it is. I bet your oh, mom of you has
1: it. Have the original. It was <laughs> like
2: a pink sparkle <laughs> scarf. Your mom definitely has it. Her Probably. mom keeps everything. Yeah, so <laughs> she needs to find it and we will find it. put it in the shop. <laughs> in the that the would shop. be so cute. Like Kelly's
1: first, Rachel's yeah. first. Or we could
2: put <laughs> like... it on a beanie baby. Just have oh, a little yeah. tag on it. Very nice. Right. Yes. Oh, that my, would be adorable. My first knit project I don't have it anymore mine was also a scarf yeah and I remember it was emerald green Mm -hmm. it was an emerald green acrylic yarn and it was a cabled scarf yeah you were ambitious I guess I was Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and I was very proud of it but I don't know that I really wore it I think the yarn choice was a little questionable No,
1: mm. oh, was it a little
2: too <laughs> it was scratchy a little scratchy yeah. okay. just yeah. didn't drape the way i wanted to and mm-hmm. also i didn't know anything and so i didn't block it and blocking is just basically soaking your project and then let it laying it out to dry and okay. pinning it so that the fabric kind of opens up mm-hmm. and that's that pretty right. important with oh. cables especially mm-hmm. so i didn't do that mm-hmm. and so i was like no this doesn't look good <laughs> I'm sure it was fine, (laughs) but yeah, that was my
0: first project that I finished. What prompted you guys to go ahead and turn your hobby into what has now become your store? Mm, Good
2: question. You know, when you are a crafty person and other people maybe aren't, they always ask, do you sell your items? That is Mm -hmm. always a question. Uh And the answer to that, for me at least, and Kelly, is, no, because you can't afford me. (laughs) You just can't price them at the right amount that would account for your time. So a yarn store is kind of a way to to make the hobby into your job. And for a long time, I didn't really want to do that because it was my time to decompress and de-stress and I didn't want to put any pressure on it. Mm -hmm. But I always thought the idea of owning a yarn shop was very enticing so how did we how did we do this
1: well i don't know <laughs> right was like, you know it was a girl's night out <laughs>
0: we were talking over wine
3: and <laughs> no, we late to another yeah, guy. well <laughs> let's start
0: with how long have you known each other
3: uh, eight years okay Yeah. And our relationship actually started with me as a hairstylist and Rachel as my client. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, and then we found out that we were both avid fiber Mm -hmm. artists and we always like to talk about our projects and what we were working on. And then we're like, yeah, someday when we're old, retired ladies, we're going (laughs) to open a yarn shop and... Now we both had some tragic losses in our mm-hmm. life and it just, you reevaluate and you're like, man, what is stopping me from doing what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And in our case, it was our just our own fear mm-hmm. and nothing else. So we both just managed somehow to swallow that down and the want and the drive overrode that fear. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And as soon as
2: I knew that kelly was on board i didn't have any fear i was like we're doing it and i had no doubt i had no doubt that we would do it we were we were ordering yarn before we even had a location oh, yep. wow. We, wow. Had, we had boxes of yarn at kelly's house mm-hmm. and <laughs> we were doing all the things we're like it's gonna happen we just know it's gonna happen yeah mm-hmm.
3: We had fixtures,
2: register, all the things. (laughs) Everything was coming together little by little. Facebook Marketplace was our friend. It Mm -hmm. gave us lots of material for the store, Mm -hmm. lots of furniture. We just found so many things that we needed and uh, Kelly's brother let us borrow his camper van <laughs> <laughs> to pick it up because yeah. both of us have small like small cars. Yeah. She has a Toyota Corolla and I have a Honda right. Civic. And okay. so yeah. and that, yeah. we That's got roof stuff at our own houses too or like you know used it in the store so <laughs> yes, and it's absolutely beautiful.
1: I would tell anybody to go check out your website. Mm-hmm. It's such a lovely little space with, with everything set up. You yeah. guys did a great job on that. Thank you. And we have to get it correct. So hookandneedlefiber.com. You got it. <laughs> hookandneedlefiber.com. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> yep. Excellent. So I have to ask now though, I mean, because Lori and I are notorious at this point mm-hmm. for being completely opposite on pretty much everything. I love that. 98%.
2: Yeah. 98%. That's usually
1: the best type of friendship. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a versus question here. Okay. Are you crocheting or knitting? Um, <laughs> the battle. I mean, I'm knitting. One or the other, I'm knitting, <laughs> you're no.
3: knitting 100% yeah. knitting. <laughs> I'm a very novice crocheter. Rachel actually taught me how to crochet just oh, a few okay. months ago, so. <laughs> oh wow. I know just enough to kind of help people out that are beginning, <laughs> but I am knitting always. Okay. She wanted to make a granny square
2: bag. Mm-hmm. And so she said, "You need to teach me how to crochet so I can make this granny square bag. <laughs> granny
0: square—that's what, and, okay. I didn't know it had a name. Yes,
2: it has a name. And once you learn the granny square, they you can make anything. You can do anything. Really, you can. You mm-hmm. can use the you can use just the granny square for mm-hmm. all of your projects if you wanted to. <laughs> right. It's it's a classic for a reason. But my answer is it depends. So sometimes oh. I'm really into knitting, and sometimes I'm really into crochet." So I have seasons. Right now, I am more into knitting and I think it's because I hadn't done it for a while that it seems like new and exciting to me again. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm making a blanket, I want to crochet. If I'm making a sweater, Mm -hmm. I want to knit. A sock, knit. A little stuffed animal, crochet. So there's different pros and cons
0: for both of them, but I like them both equally. Now, you just mentioned learning crocheting only about eight months ago. Oh, and... no, like like three months ago, yeah. Oh, three months oh, wow. ago, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, three yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you find yourself getting frustrated or people who attend your classes getting frustrated, what do you say to them to continue on? And, and, and I just, I'm terrible at this. I tried it. I can't do it. I just
3: want to quit. We've had it happen. We <laughs> just had it happen this last weekend. Some one of our individuals that was coming to class she thought it was a different class she thought she was at the hat class but she was at a cable sweater class so much more advanced yeah. and oh, okay she was um, very very frustrated and embarrassed and tearful oh. and oh, yeah, yeah she was she was having a rough time and I just kind of, you know, I got down and I was like, do you want to work with just me? You know, kind of take her out of the class environment right. and have her work with just me. And, you know, I just reminded her that we were all beginners. Nobody knows innately how to do this stuff. Right. You know, it's it's <laughs> a process. And, you know, yes, people say, oh, it's such a relaxing hobby. Yes, but it can flex your brain and Mm -hmm. make it stretch and make you grow and have to learn new things. And you know, she was kind of down on herself about having to look something up online. And I was like, there's things that I still have to look up online. Like, mm-hmm. always. I don't remember yes. how to do this random Norwegian cast off off the top of my head. No. Like, of mm-hmm. course I'm looking it up. Like that's what those are there for. Right. right. I think that it's especially
2: prevalent in adult learners because <laughs> mm-hmm. We kind of can get in a space where we're not learning as much as many new things anymore. Mm -hmm. And when we get back into learner mode, it can feel really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or it can bring you back to maybe when you were in school and maybe you weren't a great student and maybe you have some trauma there. So it's like Mm -hmm. meet people where they are. Exactly what Kelly said, make them feel more comfortable. And like, it's not just you, Mm -hmm. like everyone goes through this and write it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or if you're like, no, this is just way too frustrating, then it's okay too. If you're Mm -hmm. like, I tried it and it wasn't for me and that's that
1: (laughs) right yeah
2: yeah and and
1: you did a great job in kind of letting her get out of the class you know just with the one-on-one instruction because a lot with adult learners is it's about the embarrassment exactly you know she's said several times because with kids it's so much easier they're like i don't care you know i'm getting it wrong epic fail yeah Yeah. whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah adults that is a huge thing to look out for with learning with adult learners so Mm -hmm. did she
3: stick with it a little bit later has she come back for another class she did we we got her first round of her hat done and hopefully she decides to come back for the hat class that we're having perfect she said she would yeah oh yay
2: she
0: left happy she did. She was, oh. she was joking and she was smiling and it was good. Something you just said just hit me. And I've just never thought of this. You said, as adults, we don't learn as much Yeah, as we used to. I, I love that, yeah. that statement, because it's so true. And how many people actually sit around and think about that? Right.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and of get into um, a rut. And
0: yes. Yes. So that is, that just like, boom, that's like mind blown. I don't know why that was such a mind blowing statement to me, but it was, I love, I love that. It. And in this day and age, I think it's really interesting.
1: This is kind of what's changed in my industry. You were in nursing for 10 years. Yes, I was actually in adult learning and development. So I was a corporate trainer for 25 years in IT. And yes. I so have-
2: you know that very well. Oh, very well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every new
1: upgrade had a whole new set of challenges mm-hmm. for all of our adult learners. You know, they were constantly had bombarded with new things that they had to pick up. And so it's really interesting how the dynamic has changed on learning. Mm-hmm. You even said it, Kelly, when you were saying, getting up on crocheting, I'm going to go watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. you know, and you were learning how to knit. Um, getting back into that, it was like, I'm just going to go watch that. The prevalence of information now has really changed that dynamic of learning for adult learners, which I think would be great for hobbies because Mm -hmm. before you really would have to find classes in your local area if they even existed, you know, Mm -hmm. or you would have to drive somewhere. Go to
2: the library and find a book. Mm -hmm. Or you'd have to know someone. That's why a lot of people ask me if a family member taught me because, Mm -hmm. and usually they're of a, of an older generation mm-hmm. where that's how that was done. Yes. Yeah. It so was they handy. don't even think like, oh maybe you taught
3: yourself on YouTube. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> now you yeah. A lot it. of the young younger people be like, oh, are you self taught? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what they ask, are you self taught? Not who taught you. Who taught
2: you? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we do get people younger and all types of people that come in for classes because they, maybe they have tried to learn on their own Mm -hmm. on YouTube Mm -hmm. and they just can't get it. Mm -hmm. Something's not clicking. They want to have someone there. And sometimes it's just someone to tell them they're doing it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're doing it right and they don't (laughs) feel like they are. And they just need someone to say, yeah, that's, that's right. You got it. You're doing the, you're doing it.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I love that. Our beginning classes are making washcloths, so it's something quick, like a smaller project. But you get to actually finish something, yeah. And it's okay if it's wonky, Mm -hmm. and it will be. Right, (laughs) it's gonna be wonky. (laughs) Oh yeah, your wonky
1: washcloth. I love it exactly. Speaking of classes, of course, you have them in the store here, which I will get to partake in, and Lori will when she gets to come out here soon. Do you guys think you're going to do
2: any online classes? Because that is a big thing right now, Mm -hmm. to have online classes available for people. Yeah, we've been asked Mm -hmm. if we have any online classes, and we don't right now, but I think it's intriguing, Mm -hmm. and I think there's not really a downside to it that I can think of, besides us you know, putting in the work to do it, which isn't really a downside. But I think it's a great idea to just reach more people mm-hmm. that yeah. wanna learn. And the only thing I can think of that would prohibit me from doing it is that there's a lot of people online already producing classes yes. and a lot are free on yes. youtube and so if people want to learn that way there's a lot of free ways for them to learn mm-hmm. however i think it could be cool for us to put some videos together for people to have after class mm-hmm. as like a, oh yeah yeah a little follow-up yeah maybe a refresher yeah, exactly that as they're practicing so that can support okay. them as they're practicing yeah
3: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there is. There's just a plethora of free videos online for just about anything you could need for <laughs> the fiber art so yes. yeah
2: we have some that we always recommend yeah that we learn on or that gotcha. have been resourced to us that we've vetted so people <laughs> <laughs> aren't getting right. frustrated you're, you're not going
1: to be taking a crocheting class from me at this point right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah
2: Dallas
1: does crochet no no, no. yeah <laughs> it's like dallas does cooking if you've seen that video dallas on our site does
2: cooking no
1: it's,
2: it's we're gonna bad. do dallas does crochet Dallas
0: does crochet,
2: yes. <laughs> Do redheads walking walk into crochet. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Sounds fun. Lori will definitely be the better student.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Keeping on the topic of classes, now I have noticed, and I don't know if this is just because there's more access to hearing about this with social media and all that, athletes. They knit. I believe it was, who's the swimmer or the diver in the Olympics? He was from sitting Britain. Mm-hmm. from Britain. He was knitting in the stands mm-hmm. like every time, and it was like his relaxation, his hobby. Do you find that men are probably not as into the art as women are, but do you find it's increasing, decreasing? And what would you say? Like, what would you say is a benefit of that for a man to learn?
3: Fun fact, when knitting was first around, you know, beyond like the Celtic with fibers and everything, but like the original knitting guilds were exclusively men. It was a men's only craft for a long time. And then, you know, Rachel and I were even talking about this a lot of times, you know, in older ways of thinking as women started to pick it up and we're like, "No, oh, okay, whatever. We're not going to do this as much anymore." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I we get a decent amount of men that come in that have expressed great interest in wanting to learn, and I think it's great. Yeah. I mean- We've Mm -hmm. had
2: men come in that already are avid fiber artists and Mm -hmm. they know what they want or they are increasing their skills and they need help picking out fibers or colors or what have Mm -hmm. you for the project. (laughs) And we have, yeah, beginners who come in. We had one just the other day. um, This young man walked in and he was kind of looking a little timid and like, is is this a store? (laughs) He said, is this a store or is this a classroom? And we're like, oh, well, it's both.
3: They're nice. <laughs> like,
2: come in. And so he said he was from Cannon Beach and he said, there's nothing cool like this over in Cannon Beach. And we told him, actually, there is a yarn shop in Cannon Beach. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. And he's like, oh, wow. And so he's walking around the store and he's just touching all the yarn and just <laughs> looking like a kid in the candy store. Mm-hmm. And then he saw our free fiber area at the front and he's like, oh, well, I don't want to take this if, if someone else might want it. And we said, well, if you want it and you think it's going to help you, then you should take it. Mm-hmm. And he did. Oh. And he took some yarn oh. and some a, a crochet hook and some mm-hmm. knitting needles. And um, he was on his way. He said, oh, well, I hope I can come back and show you what I've made. Oh, yeah. And it was just like made our day. It yeah. was so great. Yeah. But yeah, I think that men are, it's definitely increasing. And I think just the visibility of fiber art on the internet, on social media um, has been a driving factor in that. And then just men feeling comfortable to be, to do things, yes, you know, like reducing the amount of Toxic masculinity that's out there and just feeling comfortable to do Mm -hmm. something that they're interested in because they are and it's not necessarily a feminine hobby it's it's a tactile hobby it can definitely increase
1: dexterity yes especially
2: if they like Mm -hmm. to play their video exactly (laughs) working with your hands Mm -hmm. and then yeah just finding a way to kind of unplug from digital lots of us have jobs where we're on the computer Mm we're and so if your relaxing time is also Video games or digital, right? It can be very overstimulating, Mm -hmm. and so it's nice to just have something that's physical and tactile that you can just relax with. And I wonder if the swimmer is neurodivergent in some way, where he has like ADHD or Mm -hmm. um, maybe autism or something where that helps him with his anxiety and helps de-stimulate in a way that's kind of socially acceptable, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Where people don't necessarily know that you're calming yourself down in that way,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I just googled and it's British diver Tom Daly. and mm-hmm. he does the knitting. Oh, it, he sells his stuff now. that for or, him. <laughs> or, or he did. The, he did at the writing of this article in December of 2021.
3: Because I remember seeing he made a little cozy for his medal. Oh my gosh! cute. it was like it was like the, was oh, like the you know the British really flag, travel. the Union yeah. Jack. Yeah. Adorable. I mean, he was there.
0: He was there, just going to ta- you know supporting his teammates, awesome. the swimmers and other divers, and he's just in the stands. That's fantastic. I'm. I'm not doing the hand gestures right. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, no one can see it. me. Yeah, this is, this yeah, this is okay. it. Okay. But it was. It was. It yeah. so, It was two two so hand hands, hands. one hand. One hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. All right. And you guys are gonna have to watch us on video for that one. <laughs> to see yes. the proper hand gestures. Yep. For the, the improper girls might ones. Do a video later <laughs> for their Instagram show, so we all know. (laughs) All right, we'll start in with uh, why you guys feel that hobbies are important. So we were talking a little bit about that as we finished
2: up before. Why are hobbies important? I think it's just innate in humans to have an outlet to create or to have art. And that can be in many different forms, like sports. For some, that's their creative outlet. For others, it's painting or photography. And for us, It's fiber and a lot of people don't feel like what they're doing is art. Mm -hmm. Like some people are reticent to call knitting or crochet art. They call it a craft, but it, I mean, it's both, but I mean, I don't know why there's a distinction. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on
3: that? The distinction between arts and crafts? Yeah. I feel like a craft is more tactile, like textiles, fiber, clay, and you leave with a quote-unquote useful or purposeful product, mm-hmm. whereas art exists simply to enrich.
2: Mm, okay. okay. So I think sometimes people just say say they're crafters instead of artists because they're kind of downplaying what they're making or like they don't feel like it's worth calling art or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. People in the fiber arts realm, I think they tend to be pretty hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we need to lift ourselves up. Mm-hmm. We are creating art. It is functional a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but we are artists and it takes work and it takes right. practice. And I think I got on a tangent about that. <laughs> no, Which is <laughs> no. totally okay.
1: I mean, it is because we're talking about things that matter in this particular realm. If you are going to be picking up one of these fiber arts, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be, you know, it's, is it arts? Is it crafts? Is it a hobby? Right. Is it a side hustle? Right. Is it your job job? You know, those can Mm -hmm. definitely put a different perspective or spin on how you view your different hobbies and things like that as well. Yes. So do you have any other hobbies? that you do. This has turned from potentially a hobby into a side hustle, into a full business Mm -hmm. at this point. What are some of the other hobbies? That you actually do?
3: Well, my husband and I are pretty avid rock hounders. So we live in okay. a great area for that, with you know, being so close to you know, relatively active volcanoes and lots of mm-hmm. um, gravel <laughs> riverbeds. So yeah, we will go to the river a lot, spend a lot of time mm-hmm. there getting semi-precious stones, petrified wood, all kinds of cool stuff out of the rivers. What
0: what did you call it? Rock hounding. Rock hounding. Hounding. Yeah. Never heard that, that term. There's a lot of them out there. There are. My son's got a box of rocks. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A lot that rock
0: collection. Yes. Yes.
3: That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. My son used to be more into it. You know, he, he gets excited if he finds something good. So he'd be more excited if it was just like rock finding or Mm -hmm. rock found (laughs) as opposed to hounding and having to Uh look. He's yep. always happy to enjoy what we have found. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to digging through gravel and sorting and sifting, he's like I'm over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a beautiful lake that's supposed to have the most colorful
0: rocks in it. Like they are rainbow colored. Oh, nice. Wow. So that's yeah, near you? you? No, no, no. It's up in oh. Montana over. Okay. And where's Montana? Wait, us, are you near Montana? It's over. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, yeah, it's over. We can get there. <laughs> okay, yeah.
3: yeah. It's a drive. Long drive. You would think as well as my son knows geography, I would have picked you. up on it.
0: I put yeah. maps of America together, or puzzles of America together for so long with my youngest, you would think I know where everything is. If you I ask me a weird fact yeah. about the 80s, I got gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but you ask me like a usable, usable knowledge? No. I don't know how
2: usable that is. Anyway,
0: I mean you could I mean mm. you you can look in any of that
2: information up. Right. Yeah. yeah but most of the time I just call them it.
0: down. Like okay. Hey, tell what's me, the I need what's this. what's the
2: capital
1: of this? Yeah. So rock hounding,
3: mm-hmm. yes.
1: and now there's the the hobby of painting rocks.
3: Yes, which is something that really divides the rock hounding community. No, it does it? It does. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Interesting. Intrigued. Couple
3: couple reasons, right? Because if you're not using an environmentally friendly paint, or you know maybe your sealant is really harsh, that's all gonna go back to the streams eventually. So there's, you know, like the statues that people build out of rocks. Well, now the National Park Service is saying knock them over if you see them Mm -hmm. because it impedes salmon runs and things like that. You know, okay. like whenever we go to the river, if somebody's made a little dam, my husband tends to break it up because it's a mm-hmm. well-known. The Washugo River is a well-known salmon run. And I thought you were in- talking about the cairns that they build in the
0: national parks, like so you know where to go. <laughs> oh, <the> oh! <laughs> to like,
3: knock them down! I never know, like <laughs> the rocks that people stack just to like see yeah. how high they can stack yeah. them. The, oh no, they the stack so that yeah, saying, they please knock them
0: down. Yeah, no, they stack them mm-hmm. out here so you can find your way off the mountains
3: <laughs> leave those <laughs> yes yes there's a there's a. That? I was like so confused I was like no for any so, of our listeners no, was, in Colorado, yeah.
1: please leave those because we, we need Lori. No, it's
3: in Utah. It's in Utah. <laughs> it's in Utah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, even up here, there's there's a, a hike that I like to do and it's a, it involves a river crossing. And once you get across the river, the path isn't very clear. And somebody took the time to <laughs> put rocks out in an arrow mm-hmm. so you knew which way to go helpful. once you cross helpful. the river. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: Now hiking, hobby. Yeah. For some people, yeah, some people Ooh. more competitive. So I mean, Rachel, oh. what's one of your other hobbies?
2: I'm kind of indoorsy. Kelly's more outdoorsy. She likes rock hounding, she likes to go on some hikes. I like to play pickleball, which can be done outside, but I like to play it inside as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've picked up over the last year. It's a lot of fun. Have either of you heard of it? Yes, I have. It's like it exploded within the last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. It really
1: did. It's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you played? No. I haven't. I'm an avid racquetballer. Okay. So pickleball for me is like... Eh, I'm a, little another. Yes, a little too slow. Yes. Yeah. the little too slow.
0: Racquetball. I can't figure intense. out the difference between racquetball, squash, pickleball, uh, ping pong, table tennis. How dare you? <laughs> She's
2: like, <laughs> I, I know, know there's a racket, there's a ball of some sort. Yes. And yeah, sometimes there's it. a net. Sometimes there's yes. a net, sometimes mm-hmm. there's not. Right. Tennis, yeah. throw tennis in there. I think tennis is a cross between, te- or tennis, I think pickleball is a cross between tennis and table tennis or ping pong. I love it because anyone can play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be super athletic. Um, <laughs> you can
3: pick it up easily. Yeah, I'm not super <laughs> athletic, so I I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's become so popular. I saw Barbie pickleball set. Like, oh um, wow. ready to go. Barbie's ready to play some pickleball. I need that.
1: <laughs> Barbie's dream Barbie. house has a
2: pickleball court.
1: Yeah, now right. instead, of right. a dance
3: court.
2: <laughs> instead
1: of a tennis court. Instead
2: of a i sure it does. Fantastic. And then what else? So I love board games too. Excellent. Board games or card games, any kind of game. I'm always the person who's like, does anyone want to play... <laughs> This is that's a game. Me. That's
3: me. That's me on Saturday that's night. Good. I'm I, like, get along with percent that
2: we like. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, there's people like, oh, they're just waiting for me to bring it up. So they get to look, oh, but I usually we, get people to play. We so. played
0: Yahtzee over FaceTime with my in-laws for over two years during COVID because they live somewhere else. Yes. What about so, cribbage? Do you like cribbage? I don't know how to play cribbage. Oh, wow. that's a good one. You should learn. It's fun. Fast.
1: Yeah. Now, if either of you had any other hobbies that have gone the way of the dinosaurs? You've given up over the years?
3: Mm. Yeah. You know, my sister is an amazing artist, right? She's really Mm. good with, like, the visual arts. And so I would always try and I'm just... That is not my realm. So that's something that I have tried and and sense put away for sure. I'm always willing to try something, but mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I have ADHD, so trying multiple hobbies kind of goes with that. Right. And then dropping them very quickly also right. <laughs> goes yeah. with that. So I've tried lots of things. I also have tried drawing. I used to be very big into drawing and then mm-hmm. it's just, the inspiration leaves you and then you're just like okay i'm not drawing anymore right (laughs) Mm -hmm. calligraphy i tried to pick that up i couldn't you did i have all i have all the things i always i always go full yeah i get all the things and then i do it for a while and then and then i don't
0: yeah my new um, thing my new things watercolors and i was like i can't even start until i have every single supply known to man Yes. yes You have to it's get like a all paper, the equipment. I, can't use, a, I can't use a paper plate. I need the mixing tin. Yes.
3: Right. You're is like, it? I need an
0: official palette. Yes.
2: yes. I feel like that's the most exciting part of starting a new <laughs> hobby is like getting, yes, getting new stuff stuff. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah. all the things, learning about all the things that go with mm, it, absolutely. like deep diving into mm. it. It's so fun. But right. yes, I've done watercolors also, <laughs> adult coloring books. I have a ton of markers mm-hmm. um, and colored pencils for that. But my ride-or-die craft for art has been fiber. Knitting, Mm -hmm. crocheting has stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And even after we've opened the shop and we're making um, lots of things for the shop, so it kind of makes it our job, right? Mm -hmm. I still go home and knit to relax. I still go home and do that. And it still still gives me the same piece that it did before. So I'm happy that that didn't go away. Yeah. Well, that's good
1: to have that you can actually continue to do that Mm -hmm. as your hobby for relaxation. Because
2: sometimes it doesn't work out that way when you turn your hobby into a job. right? It can <laughs> turn into just work mm-hmm. so kelly has yours turned into a
3: job yet or is it still no nope, i still go home and knit i excellent. knit on my days off yeah if i'm sitting i'm knitting yeah <laughs>
2: if
1: you got I love time that.
3: to
2: sit you got time to knit yep.
3: <laughs> i love that excellent yeah and i
0: love how you're able to put it into something that became a business and still keep it as a hobby
2: yes I think it wouldn't have been that way if I was doing something where I was selling my finished
3: mm-hmm. items yes because then there's
2: time pressure yes. and, yeah right with ADHD or just I mean with anyone putting that time pressure on something mm-hmm. that you might be doing to relax it changes right. it mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. I think opening the store, the work that we have to do for the store is also different. Different types of things all the time. We're customer service, we're inventory managers, we're social media managers, we're doing the IT, doing our website, Mm -hmm. we do everything. So having a hobby is incredibly important
1: (laughs) to be able to (laughs) de-stress after the day.
3: Absolutely. yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Because of saying
1: fiber, and again, I was stuck in the yarn side of things. Mm What is the most unusual fiber you've Mm. ever used in creating something?
2: I haven't gotten to be that, what's the word? Daring, daring. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten to be that daring yet, but we want to bring some more unique fibers into the store, mm. so we so we can try them, and also so that other people can can utilize them. But for me, the most interesting one so far has been yak. 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 Okay. Yeah.
1: It's, and I'm assuming imported. I, think so. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, we, don't have think any... do we have any yaks here. We have yes, the U.S. Yeah. Yak Store. I, yeah. There's, yeah. A yeah. Of, there's, there's a bunch of there's a bunch
0: of yaks in Wyoming. I do know that. Oh, well then there you go, maybe.
2: (laughs) So it could be be domestic, it could be imported. I'm not sure, but um, it is usually blended with wool, Mm -hmm. but it makes a very soft yarn mm -hmm. and it makes
3: a very warm fabric. I had somebody come in asking about camel. Camel? Yes. She said that she had like two skeins of a camel yarn and (laughs) wanted something to go with it. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen camel yarn before. She didn't have it with her, but I Mm -hmm. hope she brings it in. What did yeah. we give her? She wanted to bring it into the shop so we could right. take a look at it and see what it felt like in comparison.
0: Mix and That's match. So- yeah. Okay. Shows my ignorance. I thought camels had like like horses or cows. So- like I didn't know I'm, they were more I'm like, right like, oh, there were right there with she-. Lori.
1: I'm still sitting here going, wait a minute.
2: I rode a camel. <laughs> I,
0: was there I enough hear that to the yarn, that.
2: yarn is really
0: soft. Huh. Really well, I love alpaca. Yes. I love alpaca. Yes. That's soft. That's a very so. I guess it fiber. must. I guess it must be similar to that. That who knew? Oh. We do
1: have
2: some alpaca farms mm-hmm. here, don't we? Yeah. Yes, there's one in Woodland mm-hmm. that is going to be selling their
3: yarn and fiber at our store. Oh, yeah. wow! So okay. look
2: out for that. I think she's Sounds bringing it next week.
3: And what I love with her is there's a picture of the alpaca that it came from. <gasps> and the name. And the name. And the year. And, so, and oh, the year great. of its shearing. Wow. It's a good and vintage. Yes. Yes.
2: And then you're like, <laughs> "Oh, weren't there wildfires during this year? Maybe it's going to be a little smokier. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's so fun.
2: So fun. Wow. She loves her alpacas. And we... Kelly and I need to go on a field
0: trip to visit
3: the mm, farm yes. and visit the
2: alpacas. Yes.
3: They
0: have a couple babies right now. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. I would go to an alpaca farm for no reason whatsoever. But to you see don't them. need a reason. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. no? Have you ever, have you ever been to one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had one close by when both my kids were little. So Is I would it? take, I took them both. You get to like pet them.
2: <laughs> yes, they they let you... A lot of them are very friendly. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. let you pet them. And isn't it fun how they... uh Like, did they give you any treats or anything to give mm-hmm. the, to the alpacas? Yeah. With their little lips to grab the treats? Yeah, their fat fat lips yeah. and their giant tongue. Yeah, but they don't have sharp teeth or anything. No. So you don't have to worry about them biting you, but it's just kind of like little lips. Yeah, my little one would <laughs> be dexterous. like... His hand would be like so like... Dallas looks... Creeped out. Yep, I'm a little creeped out. (laughs) What?
1: I don't know why. Something about this is creeping me out right now. Something about the lips. I will have to go in reality to figure out if this is something. Well, I I mean, it's similar
0: to feeding like a sugar cube or a carrot to a horse. Then again, (laughs) that's something. Oh my God, but they're they're so soft and they're so sweet and cute. No,
1: no, no. Me and horses don't really get along very well. Mm -hmm. Are they from Kentucky? I know. I'm from Kentucky, this should be. And my best friend growing up was a jumper. She was a competitive horse uh, person. Mm. So she absolutely, you know, was just blown away that I really couldn't be around horses. Scary? Yes, scary to me They're because humans. I'm very teeny. They're and humanus. you know, she was, she had these 17 hand horses that she was riding. That's and th- I mean, you know, I'm like, whoa.
0: Where's Dude, the you don't need
2: to ride a Budweiser. Even the pony was like, no, it's a little big too.
0: I'm a little iffy about horses too. Yeah, I used to ride, so they, they don't bother me. You know. But I'll go, pe- I'll go pet them and feed. them. I'll pet and feed anything except <laughs> like you know, sharks or something like that that gonna eat me.
2: I don't know. But. You could probably feed some sharks if you were on the
0: boat. Now you I, throw I, some I, I, stuff over. I yeah. feel like I, I should never tempt Mother Nature. So there's certain things I don't do. Okay, feeding That's a fair. shark. That's you know, fair. going to at the top of a mountain, going to the bottom of an ocean.
1: When We were doing our research for hobbies, it was just a plethora of the odd and the bizarre, and then some normal ones as well. So, no, the
0: hobby horse one. Oh, oh I know what you're talking no. about. Yep,
3: I've seen it. If, I if do you,
0: you have, you have to YouTube hobby horse. Am I creeped out? Competition, it's like, no, I be no. creeped
3: out? you know, the horses mm-hmm. on a stick, yes, like the horse head on a stick that little kids like, yeah, getting. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like adults acting like they're dressage yes. horses with. This little stick yes. horse.
1: And they also have ones that are like steeplechasey and, ones where they're they, like uh, running
3: around. Yeah. And, and they over jump over and, they yeah. jump over the like yeah. the horse. So it's people yes. actually doing the thing, but they've got the stick horse. Yes. So
2: they are the jockey and the horse at the same time.
3: Yes. Yes. Hmm. Now, of course, one of them <laughs> though We're did it for like,
1: charity. So <laughs> But at least the one, as I said, was doing it for charity. Yeah. So that was kind of fun, you know. I love it was learning was about more businesses. interesting about that type of thing. But so charity work is one of the big hobbies for people that's out there as well, mm-hmm. right? Charity
2: Absolutely. philanthropy. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Um, we in our shop we like to do a make along for craft nights, and after our first quarter of being opened, we had sat down went out just checking, looking over our numbers and all that and we said, you know, we'd really like to do a make-along for charity. You know, what would be a good make-along? And we landed on hats because they're relatively Mm -hmm. quick and easy. They don't take a lot of material. Mm -hmm. And not but two days later, a woman from the National Alliance for Mental Illness reached out to us and was like, hey, Every year we put together holiday bags for houseless individuals. I'm the only one in the (laughs) office that knows how to knit. So Mm -hmm. I make hundreds of hats a year for these bags and I could really use some help. And so it was just another kind of serendipitous way the universe kind of came to us and was like, yep this is how we're gonna do that hat make along. Oh nice. Is to help Help NAMI, our local chapter. Yep. Okay. Nami of Southwest Washington.
2: And we haven't announced it yet. I mean, by the time this comes out, we will have. We also got a knitting machine in the store. Which I don't know if you have seen that. It kind of looks like a kid's toy from the eighties or maybe the early Mm nineties. It's pink, you know that like I think they're calling it millennial Pinks plastic and it has these little teeth in it and then you just crank it and it knits a tube and you can make hats with it. Huh. Okay. So even if you don't know how to knit, you can come to the store and crank out a hat.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For, crank out a hat for charity. Yes, <laughs> yep. we have
2: the yarn. You don't need to bring anything unless you want to. Excellent. And that can... sounds
1: like it's more my speed. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> fun.
2: <laughs> It's kind of fun to just sit there and crank <laughs> and it, and it counts your rows oh, for okay. you. That, that is a, my speed of an activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just sit
2: there and crank and uh, we will also be, we also have some kits that we're putting together for people that do want to knit or crochet and so nice. they want to choose a environmentally from the yarn, but also something that lots of people can wear and take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have wool in it. Because we don't want people with allergies to wool to get one of our hats
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and have a bad time. Right, and wool's not machine wash and dry, so Mm -hmm. you want to be able to keep it clean.
1: Great to talk to you. We have a lot of information now about all kinds of different Again, I just love that fiber arts, for some reason, it just, hits a little Harry Potter thing in me or something, <laughs> it's like the magic of putting those together because well, it really does feel that way yes. sometimes. And you
2: would love, in knitting, when you start a project, it's called casting on. Oh. And then when you end, it's casting off. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little yes. magic uh, and your needles
0: could be like your wands, I don't know. Yeah, oh, very obvious. Yeah
2: that that can help with a little
1: meditation there you go just
0: get two harry potter ones (laughs) and start knitting
1: yeah that's all it takes we've just given them yet another thing harry potter can sell branded (laughs) harry potter and the knitting needles (laughs) you're
0: welcome dude don't put that don't put that out there we should should, like get in touch with someone (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they already have it (laughs) at this point not officially licensed i've never seen those (laughs) Well, thank you
1: again so much, Rachel and Kelly, for joining us, this has been fantastic. And we can't wait to go to your store in Vancouver and you guys are online. With some of your products as well. Yes, yes. you can yeah. find
2: all of our inventory online. You can order it before you come and just pick it up. Uh, we're online at hookandneedlefiber.com.
0: And we're also on Instagram and Facebook at hookandneedlefiber. And I'm excited because by the time this episode goes live, I will have been out there to meet you guys. Yes. yes. We're yeah. so excited no, to meet you. Yes. They are such a joy to talk to. And I love their enthusiasm they have for what they've created. Great
1: spirit. And by the way, just beautiful cowl that Rachel had. And Kelly put so much work into that shirt. Wow. I didn't even know
0: you could do that with knitting. I mean, you have to think all the all the sweaters until they have these industrial looms or whatever they have making these nowadays acrylic sweaters that they just kind of like sew together. <laughs> they were all done by hand. It's sadly, I think an art that's tapering off. So we got to get the word out there. So people continue it and pick it up and say, I'm not going to let this go away. Mm -hmm. Veering off then into taking it just just to keep it around and taking it to be, you know, again, we're talking about hobbies. We've gone deep dive into the fiber arts. (laughs) Well, now let's talk about some other ones because what is the definition of a hobby? And I think Rachel kind of nailed it. She was
1: saying it's some, Thing to take your mind off of or to relax from your day and a lot of people now are turning hobbies and side hustles and businesses and things like that but I think the real for me definition does resonate with what Rachel said. It's a way to relax. Would you agree?
0: Yes, I do agree and I sometimes even have my hobbies where I don't concentrate on it. Like I can do a crochet at the simple crocheting, I am sit there watch TV, I don't even have to look at it. It's almost keep your mind busy in some instances and it just keeps my hands busy. Busy and others, mm-hmm. So I can watch, you know, let's just say an old episode of, I don't know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't need to have my full attention on it. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. I can just, right. you know, go ahead and back and forth and back and forth, just make mm-hmm. a straight chain of yarn easily. But then you take out something like watercolors or that, then you really put your mind into it and you can kind of like let your mind go. It's like, you know, this goes here and this goes there. and Right. So I have to say they
1: had mentioned some of their additional hobbies, rock hounding, <laughs> which was fun. I'm just really curious what are some other hobbies? When we were doing our research, we came across a lot of different hobbies and some pretty unique ones too. Somebody, a friend of mine brought up, is makeup a hobby? Because she's she's not a huge makeup person and she doesn't do it for her job or anything like that, but she really does love to explore makeup. Different makeup styles and, and how to use it and different products and things like that, but is that
0: a hobby? I absolutely think it is because I get up every day and I put some sort of makeup on. Mm-hmm. And if even if I have nowhere to go and I have some free time, I'll sit there and I'll be like, you know what? I don't I haven't used this color palette in a long time. Let me see what I can do with this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, you know what? I got this, this mascara. Let me see how this mascara works with this one. Maybe one's <laughs> maybe one's for thickening, maybe one's for volume <laughs> and length. And I'll like blend them together and see what happens. Or blend lip colors together. I could, I could honestly, I can, I can get ready in about 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. just basic hair, makeup, but I could honestly sit there and do at least an hour sometimes just Mm -hmm. because it's fun and I enjoy it. So I think makeup is a hobby. Okay. I also think cooking is a hobby, at least for me. I enjoy it. It's definitely for me.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say it's a hobby though. Yeah, I guess so. If it's intermittent, you know, you're not really, I guess, into it.
0: Yeah. I enjoy cutting things, mm-hmm. you know, I get into a mode, if it's something that I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I can just like get in the zone and I'm mindlessly doing it. To me, it's relaxing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm smelling the food, I'm touching the food. It's almost like an experience, right? Maybe it's an experience more than a hobby. I don't know, but I do love to cook and I love to bake. Mm-hmm. So I do. Baking. I, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Like I've been experimenting with making my own pasta with oat flour. Okay. So not quite baking, not quite cooking, kind of Mm -hmm. just working with dough. Okay.
1: Now I'm really curious to hear from our listeners on what it is that you consider a hobby or what are some of the hobbies that you guys have? We talked about it with Kelly and Rachel and Lori's mentioned a few of hers, crocheting being one of them, watercolor painting, which is new.
0: Makeup. I am studying Italian now, too. And then right. I think, is reading a hobby? Oh. Right. We have come
1: up with a whole bunch of hobbies, and it really is that borderline. I think for some people, it is a hobby, and for some, it's not. It's more a part of what they do in their day. It is it is part of their their makeup mm-hmm. instead of just being that thing they do on the side yeah. to relax. For, my, for my oldest,
0: it is a hobby. He can Mm -hmm. devour books. (laughs) My youngest, he'll devour information. So if the information is in a book, like a type Mm -hmm. of encyclopedia, I don't know, 100 questions you've always wanted to know, or the human body book, or space book, or anything like that, Mm -hmm. he will be like face down into the book.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: it is specifically to gain knowledge. So I don't know that reading is a hobby for him. Oh, yeah. My eldest. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I can't get, my, you, you always hear about teenagers. They spend all their day in their room. Most of them playing video games, not mine. No, <laughs> He's up reading. there reading and I know he's actually reading them. Cause like almost every other day I said, mom, can you get me a new book? Mm-hmm. Mom, can I have the next book in the series? Right. And he's found a, a couple of series he
1: likes. So that's always great. Gosh.
0: And I know you have some fun ones.
1: Oh, I have a couple of fun ones. 3D printing is my new one. I'm having so much fun with that one. That is delving back into my engineering, my true engineering love of just building stuff and designing stuff. I had to pick up 3D software again and hadn't done that in forever in a day. <laughs> Um, and now I've I'm I picked up a circuit kit as well, so now I'm starting to do that again, which I haven't done since I was much younger. At this point, so mm-hmm. lots have changed in that one, um, but that's been hilariously fun, trying to learn the three D printing and you know, just trying to get on YouTube and trying to get as much information as I can. (laughs) That's how a lot of people are learning lots of different hobbies
0: nowadays. But yeah, it's no longer go find a book and and read the instructions. Now it's watch, watch.
1: Exactly. be more visual. Yeah, definitely writing, love writing and singing. (laughs) And then my, I would say a true hobby is drawing cartoons i have no aspiration in any way shape or form to change that into anything else it is purely for fun <laughs> well there you go and is archery a hobby i'm
0: pretty serious about my archery so we talked with with our guests about sports mm-hmm. and i think if you're in the competitive then it's more than a hobby once mm-hmm. you go competitive or you start like entering tournaments or right. more advanced classes. Mm-hmm. I think you turn it more from a hobby into something that's part of your lifestyle or it could be yeah. your career in the future. But All I think Redhead yes,
1: Gina we- Davis went to the Olympics. That was part of her. Yes. So, hey, why not?
0: <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it could go from being a hobby to being something more, mm-hmm. but I definitely think sports at some point they do change, but I think they're a great hobby. Fine line. Yeah. Yeah, and we had some others that we wrote down, model trains.
1: Oh yeah, that so- was a big one. There was lots of others too. I mean, again, with the sports thing here, the big thing is hiking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean to say that with animus, but
0: <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> well now, okay, so we are not anti-hikers. I like I just, we are not anti-hikers. Like yeah, I'm not anti We just, just do not hike. It's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, we just kind of don't understand why people do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, see nature. I'm sure, again, I hope there are some listeners out there who love hiking and would love to share some of your experiences to why you like hiking as a hobby so much. Well, now,
0: I, I can tell you, now I have hiked up Diamond Head. Mm-hmm. It was all around. I can actually attest to that. I've done that. <laughs> now, could I get those same views on the crowd? <laughs> I I loved, I loved Oahu just as much when I was on the ground. And that's not even a big hike. Like where we live, we have 14ers, Mm -hmm. whatever they're hiking that weekend, they go out literally every weekend. And I'm just like, what do you, what do you see at the top? (laughs) I also feel the same about running, but that's just because I can't do it. I don't do it. Yes. It's That would be the same with someone saying, how can you just sit and crochet and, and do that? It's like, it's right. the same thing. How can I you don't... run, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Everybody's got their own. I mean, we talked about that in our Lifestyles episode. You find your own, you find you, you have your own groove and yeah. accept people for yes. different grooves. you know? Yeah. Sure. You wanna live and let family? live. It's have fun with that. <laughs> it's not something that I want to do unless it's, you know, running from zombies. <laughs> Or something else.
0: You You don't have to be the fastest. No. You only have to be the second slowest. (laughs) Well, we'll say though, as we
1: were doing some of the research for this episode, you came across what we talked about with Rachel and Kelly, one of the weirdest hobbies.
0: Weird. Like I just could not believe these two things were put together. Yes. And we are talking, of course, about hobby horsing. Hobby horsing. Specifically, <laughs> uh, a tournament in Scotland. And it is exactly what we said in the interview. It is those little sticks with the mm-hmm. stuffed horse heads on it yep. that kids ride around that were, you
1: know, my we gosh, those toys went back to this, at least oh, the 1800s. Gosh, yeah.
0: I mean, I need to ride around and go, giddy up, giddy up. Mm-hmm. But now what you're doing is you have a whole, I don't. What what is that equestrian circle called? Steeplechase.
1: Steeplechase. Okay. One where they're like jumping over. Yeah. ponds and yeah, going that. over walls and yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So a That's steeplechase. Full
1: speed.
0: If... All right. So yes. you have the steeplechase. Looks yeah. like a horse is going to come out. Maybe maybe not a giant horse, but maybe a small mm-hmm. pony is going right. to come out and do something. Nope. But they come riding out on their little sticks. <laughs> little horse sticks. And the first time you see it, you're like, what are you doing? What? Why? But then you look at the agility these people have. They're like going high hurdle and it's fun over the walls. Yes. And running, running as they do. So they're running around the room, (laughs) hurdling themselves over the walls with their stick Mm -hmm. and landing. And it's so fun to watch. Yes. We're hoping we're laughing with you. (laughs) We are. We are. It gives us joy. Yeah. To watch this, because it it just puts you got to watch it with a smile on yeah. your face. There's no you way you can know, be no unhappy and can, watch yes. that. You can't be unhappy and watch that. This is, just, it is just uplifting, most definitely. Yes. Okay. And, and that other one, also from the UK. From the UK. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you, Great we love Britain. You, Great Britain. Yes, we really do
1: because you brought the world extreme ironing. Two words that I never thought you would put together. And it's actually not what you think. Nope, nope. I think my favorite was the one where they were ironing on a board in the middle of a stream or a river or something. In an inner tube.
0: (laughs) In an inner tube, and they're going downstream and ironing. They're tubing while they're ironing while tubing.
1: (laughs) Okay, sure. I mean, I I was waiting for the rapid section to come up to see if they actually stuck with it but that just that was inventive
0: let's go with inventive. it is, but see here's the thing though <laughs> are those battery powers <laughs> they have to be there's no cord there's no cord I so mean, are they actually so are they actually hot did you google that is the iron no, actually you know hot? what
1: i didn't even google that i, I couldn't stop laughing <laughs> long enough <laughs> To to, to dig deeper into that one.
0: We love you so much, Great Britain. Please keep doing, please keep keep giving us these wonderful enjoyments. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, it's just strange hobbies. You know, there's, there's, I would even put like Barbie collecting under a hobby
0: for some people. And then some people take it pretty seriously. See, I don't know. I don't know if I consider that a hobby or collecting. Because I think that's I don't consider collecting, collecting a hobby. Well, some people do, though. Really? See that? Well, that's where you get back to the definition. What right. is a hobby? What is a hobby? But so, anyway, yeah, just it, love- they're fun. <laughs> we are going to discuss more strange, unique, fun, odd hobbies in our upcoming Instagram live. Yep. that we'll be doing. We will announce that on Instagram when it com- mm-hmm. when it's coming closer to the date. And you can join us. And as we said, give us some
1: suggestions. We may not have, <laughs> the world has opened its oyster of strange, fun, weird hobbies.
0: There's <laughs> so many We'd love of them. to know some more. Absolutely. Yes. there's well, so many. Well, you can also find some, you said you found a website of yes. a thousand strange
1: hobbies yes or a thousand well, no just a thousand hobbies oh okay. they don't they're not all strange some of them are pretty typical I think one of them actually was running and they divided it out into sections like exercise based versus you know sitting based and so on and so forth so you can kind of look and see if there's something new that you might find that again take your mind off of the daily grind yep absolutely so we'll put that up on the website for everybody yep. And they're just so important. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. But it is really important to have a hobby and a true hobby, not a side hustle, but something that allows you to relax and takes your mind off of everything. Because what we have found in the research is that hobbies can be incredibly important to your mental health. They can help with mild depression. So instead of reaching for the drugs, try a hobby.
0: Although if you need them, go get the drugs. (laughs) We are are pro whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. Yes, we are pro whatever you and your
1: doctor Mm -hmm. decide to do. Yep. Now, doing something you love and are passionate about. You know me, here we go with the neuroscience again. This can actually trigger that reward system in the brain. So you get a natural hit of the feel-good hormones, dopamine and oxytocin and some of the others, right? When you start to do these hobbies. So find one that really resonates with you, that kind of just, you know, somebody asked me in an email the other day, you know, what makes your soul sing? For me, it's actually singing. <laughs> so what makes your soul sing? It can make you happy. It can help release some of those good brain hormones
0: and help with your Absolutely. neural functioning. This has been such a fun topic. <laughs> love talking to the girls, love talking about the strange hobbies that we found. And I can't wait to like do a little more research into some more less known hobbies. More so I think <laughs> I think I think the live is gonna be so fun. And we hope mm. to see you there. We do. All right. Recapping for hobbies
1: pretty clear, get one. <laughs> but if you turn your hobby into a side hustle or a legitimate business like Rachel and Kelly did, keep an eye on your stress and enjoyment levels.
0: Hobbies are meant to give you a break. Absolutely. And it's also it's important to have hobbies for your mental health and sometimes even your physical health as we were talking about running and hiking. I mean, obviously. Horsing. Yes. Yes. That's so good for your body and you work your mind too. Yep. And that's going to lead us right on into the challenge, which is kind of what we already spoke about. Show us your hobby and tag us on Instagram or just pop on over and ask us and maybe we can help point you in some directions or, you know, get a discussion going and maybe we can both come up with some ideas. (laughs) Which is a good way to come
1: about a new hobby. As Rachel said, her friend taught her Yes. So you never know where that idea for a new hobby is going to come from. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on this week's Knit One, Pearl Two into Hobbies with our guests from
0: hook and needle, Kelly and Rachel. Now that we've discussed our ideas, are there any recommendations about today's topic that you'd like to share? Drop us a comment on Instagram or become a patreon member for special perks and bonus content
1: for a complete list of products services or other content mentioned in today's podcast visit the links page on our website
0: next up we are bringing back brendan we'll unwrap the second part of our live watch party of the mummy starring one of our favorite actor slash humans brendan fraser Catch up on the first half by listening to episode 23 of our podcast or watch the video on Instagram at Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast.
1: The Two Redheads podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. As with all our platforms and content, this podcast represents our own current personal views. These opinions do not represent those of any people, institutions, or organizations that we may discuss, mention, or recommend to our audience.
0: At various times, we may provide reviews of products, services, or other resources. Any such reviews will represent the good faith opinions of the authors. You should conduct your own due diligence and should not rely solely upon any reviews provided by the authors. The products and services reviewed may be provided to the company for free or at a reduced price to incentivize a review. For more information about the disclosure of incentives received, please contact support at podcast.com.
1: We are not licensed healthcare professionals, and our personal experiences addressed are what works for our bodies. None of what we say should be taken as medical advice. Please
2: refer to your own physician for any medical needs and concerns.